this is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. end. Hello everyone and welcome to the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. 2017-18 season. It's been a while hasn't it Mark? But here we are. It has been a while. Uh, we were going to play a little bit of Stained, were we? Which is a very obscure reference that probably no one will understand. No one. I don't think I even get it, to be honest. <laughs> you know who Stained were. Oh, yeah, I do. Top 90s baldy band. Yeah. Was it the 90s? God, was it? Yeah, would have been. Late 90s. Anyway, back to our normal quality waffle. <laughs> yeah. We've been back 30 seconds and we've talked utter nonsense already. Yeah, Mr. Johnny Seven here with Mark Mack. And we're going to mix things up today a little bit. We're going to talk about news first and then about last night's game. Um, Have we not spent some machete money to get actually decent presenters in? No. I'm I'm looking over my shoulder waiting waiting to be replaced, to be honest. (laughs) Richard Keyes and Andy Gray are going to walk in in a minute. I'm waiting for the call off uh, Cooman to Cooman's office. Um, It's it's imminent. I know it is. Uh, Yeah, so we're going to start off. Uh, you've not heard this for a while, but there we go. The best thing about this podcast, the news jingle. News! Okay, so it's been quite a busy summer, so to speak, to say the least, even. It's been busy early as well, which I don't think any of us are used to. Yeah, our page, we've been a little bit quiet over the page. It's just been a little bit overwhelming with so much going on. We've wanted this for so long where we have so much money. We, I put this on the page a while ago. It's kind of just been like, sit back and enjoy it. Yeah, and I think also, you know, our, us bringing the news about what Everton are doing is a little bit redundant because it's, Sky Sports News has pretty much been Everton TV, hasn't it, for certain certain times during the summer. Um, and you, you can... I think it's very noticeable just how much more prevalent we are in the media at the moment. The papers, Sky Sports, everything else. So do you think now they will start talking about the top five or six, finally? Well, Jose Mourinho came out two days ago and said, there's now a top seven. You have to include Everton in any conversation. So who who else is in there then? Well, you know, you got last to... year's... Top seven, Johnny. Yeah, I know, but you talk about the, the top, the top four. Is there a top four anymore, though? I don't know because they still they still include them across the park in this top four. And have they been there? Unfortunately, as much as I hate to admit it, you you do have to include them, don't you? Because they in are... a four, though. Well, I don't think there is a four. I don't think there's a four anymore. Last season, there was a six. There were six teams in and around playing for them four sides. Four spots in the Champions League. So there was a top six. And we threatened that top six at certain stages during the season. But now I think, with the, obviously with the money we've thrown at it, the fact that we're competing for top players uh, and the fact that, you know, it, it's clear that we've increased the quality in the squad, um, I think it's a top seven. I don't think there's anything to call between ourselves, Liverpool, Arsenal even. You know, because they've obviously declined over the last season or so. Um, so, yeah, to me, it's a top seven. I'm with Jose. Can, I mean, I, I still think there's a gulf between uh, City and Chelsea and the rest. 
I think it, Man U should be up there, but they're just not quite at the moment. Yeah, I don't think United are too far away. I, I really don't. If Arsenal get their act together, you know, if they can keep Sanchez, they keep Ozil. Uh, Lacazette should be a good buy. They've been screaming out for it, you know, went out and out striker for a while. They could sort of pull themselves back to where they once were as well. But, you know, I, I think any of those seven sides can finish in any of them top four spaces at the end of the season. I still think it's going to be a far push for us to do top two. But no, we could yeah. definitely sneak into the top three or four. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and go all copite on you and say this is our year. But for the first time ever at the beginning of the season, if you ask me, do you think we've got a chance of finishing in the top four? I'd have to say, yeah, we've got a chance. So you mentioned about our squad then. Um, so we're going to take a little bit of a, a look at the, our ins and outs, starting off with the ins. So we've got Rooney, who came in for what they say. Who? <laughs> yeah, who? Where did he come? Was he was this one of Steve Walsh's um, <laughs> little dossiers he had tucked away somewhere? I've never heard of the lad. Yeah, well, you're glad he's back, aren't you? I am glad he's back. Do you think, do you think all Blues are now glad he's back? You've got over the initial, you know, or do you think there's still a little bit? No, I, well, of doubt. I, as it stands at the moment, I think ninety nine percent of Blues happy he's back. Wait till he has a bad game, and that might drop back down to fifty percent of blues. Being glad that he's back, but um, anyone who's listened to one of our podcasts long a long, long time ago, um, I've always said I thought he'd come back, and I, I was always waiting for him to come back. Really, because uh, you know, I, I never really fell out with him. Uh, I didn't ever blame him for going we all know I think the, the reasons th- why he did and, and, and the, the various reasons why people have decided to fall out of love with him you know the kiss and the badge that's but, it but that, that, that's just a, getting a bit of stick and giving it's a bit of stick that but, isn't it yeah it is of course it is um, and you know it made me laugh more than anything at the time so um, yeah I'm, I, I'm made up to see Wayne back absolutely made up well I thought he'd come back when he was older and I didn't realise that he's, he's still fit. he's 31 well, everybody seems to think he's older and they're writing him off like he's a, th- a 35, 36-year-old player and we're going to get one season out of him or something. He's 31. No, even that, though. I, I, I mean, I'm going back a long way here. But remember when... Um, it was just around when the Premier League started and uh, Peter Beardsley was, was at Everton. This, so this is a long time ago. I think it might have been the, the season the Prem started. And he went back to Newcastle. We sold him. I think we bought him from the shite for one and a half million then sold him back to... Um, sold him to Newcastle for a, a couple of million and he went on to have like three or four amazing seasons with Andy Cole like at the top of his game it just reinvigorated his whole career I know that's a long time ago but you know he's talking about a similar situation here where you know he's gone back to his you know his, his boyhood club the club he supported all this time as well apparently um, you know can we get him like three, four, five seasons out of him? Do you think the supporters of clubs like AC Milan and Juventus when he signed Pirlo at 31 were going, the lad's finished, he's, he's 31, is it? You, yeah, you, you know, get Pirlo now when he's... What, I'd 50, take Pirlo now. He's 50. <laughs> I'd have Pirlo tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, no, I mean, it, it's daft, daft to say it's, it's an age thing. Uh, maybe, you know, the last couple of seasons he, he hasn't done great at United, but he's still, you know, last year he won the... The UEFA and the League Cup, didn't he? So he's still doing the biz. I've already fell into a trap with him now because I was getting stick off cop item work saying, oh, you're signing a pensioner, he's past it, he's got no legs, he doesn't score anymore. 
I've already made bets that you'll, uh, you've already jinxed us 15 league goals this season well that'd be a good turnaround as long well if he's playing up top though like he did last night which we'll talk about later he's got to do more than that hasn't he yeah so it does 15 league goals sounds reasonable doesn't it yeah how many times in Wayne Rooney's career since he started has he scored 15 league goals do you think uh, 10 4 4 4 how many times has he played up top the last time he scored 15 league goals was 2013 wow so but as you say you know when was the last time he, he had a season where he he regularly played in the same position even yeah you know he's been used all over the place at Man United so I, I'll be confident if he's got 8 or 9 by Christmas yep undisclosed fee wasn't it 3 wasn't it like a gesture? I assumed it was. Uh, it was definitely some shenanigans going on as part of the Lukaku deal, wasn't it? And he's and United are still paying about a hundred grand of his wages, apparently as well. That's a good deal, isn't it? Do you, you think they're paying that. that a month, or do you think they've just gave him a little, little, brown, a, well, a big, massive brown envelope on the day left? No, I think they're paying it. I think it's still coming out. When he when he checks his wage slip, it'll be like he'll yeah. get two wage slips: one from Everton, one from. From, from that line, my lighter one's probably more than the other. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, so undisclosed fee. Um, you know, big news, and you know, they're all talk about it. He's still a world stage player, isn't he? And you, you, you think about he's a world stage name. Yeah, he, of course he is. Yeah, yeah, that's you what know, I meant. Yeah, you, you, you know, you, you soccer support and fan in America who can probably only name 10 footballers around the world one of them is probably Wayne Rooney yeah he's a superstar um, and you know he's at Everton at a relatively young age again which I mean it's exciting yeah I mean I, I, you know this has probably been because we're a bit late to the party doing a podcast at the start of the season I don't want to go over all the old things that have probably been said a million times you know uh, the fact that he's going to, what he'll bring to the club uh, with regards to his leadership and all that. We all know that. It's clear as day what, what he will bring to the club. But I think he will actually surprise a few people with what he will actually give in just purely his output as well. Um, as far as my bet goes, it's probably a bit of a concern that he probably won't be on penalties unless Baines isn't playing and he probably won't be on free kicks. But um, I think Morales is going to be on both of them. <laughs> Well, Bainty will be on pens, and, and another person we'll talk about a little bit later, Sandro Ramirez. Have you ever seen that lad take a free kick? No, it's good. Yeah, very, very good. Nice one. Um, so, Rooney is obviously, I mean, he's, he's not the biggest money signing, uh, but, you know, a few of the others, one of the, there's two who are on 30 million. Pickford comes in and takes the number one jersey. Yeah, again, I mean, obviously he had his breakthrough season at Sunderland last season. Uh, prior to that, I only ever knew him for being in This Is England. That was all <laughs> I ever, uh, you know. And since he played that little kid in This Is England, he sort of faded out of the public eye a bit, didn't he? Got his head down, put, put a graft in on the uh, on the five side pitch, yeah. and then he did well because he looked like he was going to go down a sort of neo Nazi sort of smackhead route, didn't he? Yeah, no, he's then done all he's, right, done all right for himself. Then he pops up and he is, uh, he's worldy performances every week at Sunderland. Um, yeah. They went, Everton went out, as we say, something that we're not really used to, put the money down, splashed the cash, 
Uh, and I think we've got the future England goalkeeper in goal now. Well, he's, he's already knocking on the door, isn't he? So yeah. it's um, you know he's there or thereabouts already. Thirty million. It will be a test for him now because this is this is different to what he what he had at Sunderland. I mean, he was playing in front of big crowds at Sunderland. I don't think that's the issue, but it's a different type of pressure now. Yeah, I mean, these goalies, you know, the, 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 the judge, he's judged on his shot stopping and stuff like that. But also, his distribution is meant to be very good, which is yeah. something. Uh, I think Joel had maybe the distribution last year, but not necessarily the commanding in the box that you needed. This Hopefully this kid has it all, but 30 million suggests he might do. So, uh, next one down, Davy Classen, 23.6 million. To me, this, on paper, and this is the biggest gamble by the lot, because Dutch players, very hit and miss. If you, if you think back, you know, for every... Van Nisselrooy, there's been like a, a Van Wolfswinkle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, potentially it could go either way, but from what I've seen of him so far, I think we've got a steal. Um, he looks a bit like Stevie Naismith. He doesn't play like him, though. He's, he's going to be, I think, much better than Stevie Naismith. Um, and if he's anything like... You know the player Christian Eriksen, as you who also came from Ajax playing in that midfield a few years ago to Spurs. Then at that sort of price, we've got a steal. He looks like he's got a bit of everything about him, doesn't he? Really, he looks like he's got a bit of nastiness as well. Like his head down, gets stuck in uh, a little bit of flair. You know, nice first touch, good bit of vision, uh, some late runs into the box. Yeah, he's a uh, his football and brain looks the sort of. Anti Ross Barkley football and brain doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, he doesn't want to dwell. He doesn't want to dwell on it. He wants to, you know, move direct, get forward, and uh, always looking to pop it off. And movement game, which I mean, you, you expect that from Ajax players, yeah. don't you? I mean, let's 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 not look at this completely rose tinted sunglasses. We don't know physically how we all stand up yet, and, and there might be a question over sort of pace with them, might you know, potentially. Well, he seems yeah. to dart around pretty quick. So no, yeah, he's, he's not, yeah he, seems, he seems mobile, but you know, uh, some ta- it's difficult in, in the type of player yeah. who causes problems generally in the Premier League is someone with lightning fast pace, isn't it? But if he's playing it, you know, your brain can give you an extra three yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so one of it written here. Uh, try and pronounce this: Hen- Henry on Onyakuru, six million for Anderlecht, and he's gone right back on loan, hasn't he? Well, he, he he didn't come from. No, no yes, he's gone to. Is it Eupen he come from? Uh, it was some Belgian side. Yeah, but he's gone right back on loan again. Quality European football knowledge there. <laughs> so six million though. Uh, so it's not a, not a massive fee, but it's quite quite a fee, very, isn't it? Very highly regarded though. There was a lot of talk early summer about him. There was all sorts of sides looking at him. You know. So we've got it again. We've got him there. Done the biz. We've taken yeah. a chance on him. But yeah. then loan them back just so we've got we've we've got a signature. And the the, the good thing is we've loaned them back to Anderlecht who are going to be playing Champions League football and you know we're potentially going to be fighting for the league at the top there. So it's good experience for them. Yeah. If you can do it there, then you know if somebody had a great season, if he'd have had a great season last season at Anderlecht and scored the goals he'd scored, you'd be paying thirty five million for him now. You wouldn't be picking them up for you know six million. Yeah, so I think I think that's a very clever thing we've done there. We haven't sent him back to his old club. We've sent him back to the top club in Belgium. Yeah, and if he can do it there, then we've got a steal. Yeah, so one 
which again we you know went on quite a while, but looks to be a bargain. We you know there was a we, I didn't realise there was a minimum fee release clause, and this is why we got them so relatively cheap five point two five million for Sandra Ramirez, and it looks like he could be a really really good bit of business. It does, yeah, it really does. I mean, I'll I'll hold my hand up. I didn't see it. when you think of Spanish football in this country, you generally tend to watch Real Madrid and Barcelona, don't you? Yeah, of course, yeah. So I was aware that he was on Barcelona's books a few seasons ago, but I probably might have saw Malaga once last season or something. Um, so I couldn't say, oh, Sandro Ramirez is a great player, but when we were heavily linked to him and, and all the rumours were, we had that tournament early, you know, earlier on in the summer, uh, and I saw him playing a couple of games there, and I was impressed by some of the things he did. Yeah. Um and again, I, I, potentially, although I said I think Klassen could be the best buy we had, Ramirez could be sort of the, the steal of the summer at that price. He yeah, really could. I mean, it, there's, there's no real risk there. There's a 5.25 million, and if he doesn't work out, you probably get that back because he's a young player anyway. You probably go back to Spain and you get back what you paid yeah. for him, but... From the little bits I've seen of him, I don't think that's going to be the case. I'm not saying he's going to be, you know, an Everton player for for ten years. Um, I think this is one of them deals where if he does go on to be what he could be, then I think we'd struggle to keep hold of him because there'll be top top sides coming in for him. Do you think he's got a Nigerian passport? Are you questioning the validity of his age here? <laughs> well, he doesn't look like he's twenty, does he? His paper round must have been up and down the Andalusian mountains every morning. Yeah. Um, I think we decided that he looks like a brilliant a Brazilian UFC welterweight or something. He does, he's he does got look that like... look on his face where he looks like he could potentially bite your face off. Yeah. Uh, well, from, from the few snippets that we've seen of him, looks very mobile. Again, very direct. Uh, decent touch on him, and he looks to just turn either bob it off on, and, and get forward. You know, I don't think we've seen two percent of of what he's got about him I mean, I mean well, he, he only joined us very late didn't he he joined us like you know two two days before the friendly he had a little cameo in last week and then you know came on as a sub last night so about later and um yeah. i describe i said last night to you i hope he is a quality dennis stracolacy a quality that, dennis. that's that's my ultimate player a quality dennis stracolacy <laughs> right okay um so another big money sign who came in center back uh, michael Keane, 30 million Loves a chipped pass, a lobbed pass. He does, doesn't, he? doesn't he? That little dink, and but you know it. he's got the audacity to do that. Hopefully he doesn't have it in the same kind of way John Stones did. I don't think many people would be happy if he starts trying to do that over the head of Alexi Sanchez or De Bruyne or David Silva or someone. Yeah, because uh, you probably pay the price. But yeah, uh, you know, again, very much like Pickford, we've gone out, we've bought Young. But English, you know, he's had a very good season in the Premier League, um, and you know, pro- he looks destined to to play for England for many years, doesn't he? He was linked with a lot of sides as well, wasn't he? And I think before, you know, he was linked with the Shite, he was linked with Man U and stuff like that. We got in there, and I think we we were decisive when we got in there. We matched the the, the the price, and we just did it. No no real haggle or anything. It was just that was the price. That was the going price for him. We did it. I think something we've clearly got going for us at the minute is younger players who, you know, have had a taste of first team football. I think now they're looking at when United and Chelsea are coming into them, 
they're almost looking at it and say, do I want to take a step back in my career here and the fact that do I want to go and sit on the bench or do I want to go and get loaned out or just play League Cup games? No, they don't because they, they played week in, week out at your Burnley's, at your Sunderland's. I think players are looking at Everton as a, re- a team where, yeah, I'll, I'll get playing time and I can challenge. I mean, someone like him, he could be a mainstay in our defence and England defence for the next 10, 12 years, can't he? Yeah. And yeah, I, to me, he comes across as the type of player who very much would do that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so we've got a couple of kind of flew under the radar here. Bowler from QPR. Young lad. Um, he's going to go into the under-23 squad. You know, they've got... It's amazing how football's changed, isn't it? The under-23 squad now has its own transfer budget. Yeah. And apparently it's like 20 million or something a year. So 4.25. 20 million. You, if we did spend 20 million for the first team a couple of years ago, That's we'd mad. have been happy, wouldn't we? Absolute madness. But for now, 4.25 on him. Lewis Gibson came in yesterday from Newcastle for six. I have heard very, very good reports about the, this, this Gibson lad. As in like, you know, the, the future Everton left back. You know, we do get young players in and it's very much like, well, we'll bring him in, we we'll see how he goes, we'll see how he supports. From a lad who I know well, who's a big Newcastle fan, said, this kid's been talked about in Newcastle a lot and potentially, you know, could be a really good player. So, but look at the likes of him. Um, you know, Baines has obviously got the, the, the left spot, uh, left, uh, left back spot is his own at the moment because who have you got challenging him? He's let Galloway go out on loan. Um, uh, Murray, who is out injured for probably most of the season, you know, Garber is Garber going to pop back up on the scene? I, I, if Baines was to get injured tomorrow, you know, I think probably Barry would end up playing at left back. Do you reckon? You know, potentially. Yeah. Do you not think this lad could be fast tracked? I think he's too young at the moment. Uh, you know, you could you could damage careers doing that. Yeah, pushing pushing them too quick. You can damage careers, um, but I've heard good things about him. But I don't think he'll be anywhere near the first team this season. Um, so on the other on the other flank, a uh, fellow who didn't necessarily um, set the world alight last night, Cuco Martina came in on a free. He played at right back. The Dutch Tony of it. The Dutch Tony of it. I think that's. <laughs> A lot of people would argue that's a bit of a slight on Tony Ibbett. Well, <laughs> no, it's a bit mean, isn't it? On, I don't think he performed that badly last night. I just, I think people were were, were ready to get on his back, maybe because he's come in low profile. Of course they were, because we all know as Evertonians, we love to moan about people and we love to single individual players out. So is he going to be here? I don't think you can judge a player on how long has he been with the squad? Ten days or something, uh, and. It's first ever game of Goodison. We're playing in a team where barely, you know, anybody particularly knows each other's game very well. Um, no, I don't think you can judge him on that one game last night, which we'll talk a bit more about. Do you think it was indicative, on. though, that he started last night, that Holgate's going to be the first choice for now until Coleman's back? I, I still think... Going forward, I think Kenny's going to get game time, but I just think because of they've had a, a shorter. If you noticed that team last night, the majority of the bench was the, the young players who played in tournaments over the summer: Your Holgate, Ramirez, Pickford, Barry, uh, Gareth Barry. Yeah, uh, <laughs> did he win the Under 19s Cup with England? Didn't he? <laughs> uh, Thirty years ago, he might have done. <laughs> 
so I think Kenny will still come into the side I do but I think at the moment that, that game probably just came a little bit early for him ok so uh, another couple of um, un- under the radar ones Markello Mathis and Doncor came in on loan well Doncor was there last season uh, on loan with the under 23s Um Mathis, I've got, is he, no idea. They came in from Mets, was it? Can't, I don't even know. I can't, even, pre- can't even pretend to, to, to... Yeah, don't know any of these. these again, these these are just on the periphery, aren't they? Just squad players. That I don't think any of these are going to make a, a real impression for us uh, in the first team. They might, you know, they might be straight into the under-23s. Yeah. Boosting their squad as well as we nick them, nick the, uh, bring some of those lads up. Well, we, we saw yesterday, didn't we, that a couple of players were released back to that squad. Uh, Dowell and uh, Connolly both went back. So, Connolly, after he had, he had his loan spell at Wigan last season. Did, did Kenny get uh, released back down to them? No, as far as I'm aware, Kenny's still attached to the first the first team squad. Right, so, they're the, they're the, they're the lads in. Um, and you, So, your pick of them, you're, you're torn between Klassen and uh, Ramirez. Um, they're, the, they're the two that excite me. Yeah, I th- I, you know, I'm not taking anything. Pickford, I think, is going to be potentially, as you say, our goalkeeper for years. Uh, I think Keane's going to be a very good player. You know, we all know what you get with Rooney, but the two signings that excite me is is certainly Klassen and Sandro Romero. They're, they're going to be the like who's going to come straight in. Rooney's going to come straight in, uh, and he's going to be a, a set for you know the majority of games this season. Pickford's going to come in, be a set. Classen, is he going to is he going to play every game? Um, there's certainly competition, and there potentially could be more competition by the you know by the end of the transfer window for that position. But yeah, you know, I I think he will. I think the thing with Classen is he can clear. He, he's going to be able to play number ten. He's going to be able to play in a, a front three even, and he's probably going to be able to drop back and play right in the centre of the park if we don't want to go with sort of two. Holdingish midfielders in Schneiderlin and Gay, so I think he, I think he will get a lot of game time. So last night we started with Rooney up top. If we do bring in, or if we do have uh, Sandro up top, is Rooney going to end up dropping behind, and will that mean that someone like Klassen will have to make way, or do you think someone like Morales will make way instead? No, I think a lot of the time we might see Rooney drop back a little bit into a number ten role, and then Klassen drop back into the centre of the park. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I think well, Keane. Do you think Keane automatically jumps into the the, the top first choice centre centre back in the club? Hundred percent. Yeah. So so uh, it's going to be you're going to be talking be- some, between Williams and Jouts for the left centre. Well, I, I think Cooman's made his mind up on Williams and Keane going forward. Are you happy about that? I'm not the world's biggest fan of Ashley Williams, but you know maybe with a settled pot with the right partner. Uh, maybe he can prove me wrong. I hope he can. Yeah. Okay. So they they're the lads who are going to come come straight into the the, the squad, the squad of sixteen, eighteen, sixteen, eighteen. I don't even know. I don't even know these days. How many subs do we have these days? Seven. Eighteen. <laughs> this is why we haven't done a podcast for a while. <laughs> um, so they're going to be right in the first team squad every game. Uh, so the lads out, of course, Lukaku. 75 million. What? We've sold Lukaku. <laughs> oh, tell me this. <laughs> yeah, did that happen? Was, you're going to build up, are you going to talk about him being our top scorer this season? Um, I wondered why he didn't play last night. Yeah. 75 million, good biz. 
Well, it's like, let's face it, it's 90 million, isn't it? It is, now. Your Sky Sports are saying 90 million. 75 million down, 15 million of add ons. I don't think these add ons are going to be, you know, if Man United win 10 Champions League on a run, we get an extra 5 million. I think it is basic stuff, you know. If they qualify for the Champions League next year, if they win a trophy, if he scores yeah. 20 goals. Um, so, yeah. Uh, is he worth 90 million? Not in my book, uh, but that's his price, and that's what got paid. It's just—it's funny. I was thinking about this before. It's like you know, you're talking about ninety million, and for a lot of the season, it looked like he was going to be the you know the Premier League Golden Boot winner. But then Kane, of course, popped back up and had that running, uh, that that scoring spell at the end of the season as well. But do you think you would have got Kane for ninety million? No, I don't think Kane would have left Spurs. In all honesty. The thing, the the difference to me, the difference between Kane and Lukaku, and I really don't want to be one of these people now who Lukaku's gone, so I'm going to get on his back and criticise him. You know, the funny thing with Lukaku is, he really is, he's the best centre forward Everton have had in 30 years. I don't think anyone can argue, I don't see how anyone can argue that. If you go back to, the first argument you can get to of a better centre forward for Everton, I think would be Gary Lineker and we well, were pretty, pretty much the same wasn't he came scored a load of goals and got off straight away as soon as he got a yeah, but, good offer so Lukaku's you know alright somebody might say Wayne Rooney but when he was with us the first time he was you know was he, he wasn't really like an out and out centre forward was he he wasn't he played up top but you, you know what I'm saying don't you yeah 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 so now really when your best centre forward for 30 years leaves the club you would expect everybody to be up in arms really disappointed uh, what's going on with our club no one really seems that bothered in all honesty do they he just, he just rubbed people up the, the wrong way I don't think it's that I think it's you know we all questioned his, his work rate at times yeah I don't think I'm doing him a disservice by this I think he probably holds his hand up himself um, we questioned his first touch so, Occasionally, we questioned his finishing, um, but for me, the main thing was if you look at all the goals Lukaku scored last season, a lot of them were in games where we had that spell, and we, particularly at home, where we were murdering sides yeah. last season, absolutely turning people over. We were scoring fours, threes every every time we were playing at home. Lukaku was scoring the third goal, the fourth goal. Harry Kane doesn't do that. Harry Kane scores winners. He scores the first goal in games. Whereas, that's quite... That's quite. If you look back over Lukaku's goal, the, the, the biggest stat to me that, that amazed me last season was that if you took away Romelu Lukaku's goals last season, we would have still finished seventh. Yeah, that's mad. He didn't, he didn't make us any more points where we would have dropped a position or, or yeah. if he wasn't there, which goes to show that he wasn't scoring winners. He was always scoring... The third goal, the second goal, you know, when games were put to bed a lot of the time. That's nuts. Um, it's funny though, isn't it, when Rooney comes to us and then our profile kind of, you know, goes up around the world. When he goes to Man United, every single thing that he's done since has been just front page, not, not quite front page news. Romelu was talking about. Yeah, once. it's just been there, like his first touch, his first touch. Well, you say front page news, but a session. lot of the times it was Stormzy, wasn't it? Oh yeah, and yeah. The yeah. And that, and what a, what a joke! Lukaku. 
Um, but you know what I mean, though? Just, I can't go past it. Did you see that video that Lukaku and Pogba made in the mansion where Lukaku was breaking in? They, they made oh, this yeah, themselves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll see you in training tomorrow, whatever, something like that. And then they, and then they did the little funny handshake dance. No. They made that themselves. They were on holiday, right? This is what I... They're on holiday. The footballers, they can do whatever they want. If I had their money and I was in a Malibu mansion or wherever they were, I know what I'd be doing. Not that. It certainly wouldn't be that. It involved a lot of jiggling. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and some... Not these, watching each other doing it. <laughs> yeah, and some sort of 70s sort of funky music. That's what it would involve. <laughs> right, okay. um, I wouldn't be where choreographing a handshake and filming myself in some sort of very poorly acted scenario wearing white linen with Paul Pogba. You know what? It, I mean, the other thing that, just thinking about this, that thing where, you know, he was he was playing at something like the Power League pits, whatever it was. It was like just some five-a-side pitch in LA and it happened to have Chelsea hoardings around it and he got absolutely crucified. It was a bit daft, that wasn't it? Why did he get crucified for that? I don't know. I, I could play have been it, any pitch. I play at goals every week at the San Siro. It doesn't mean I'm signing for AC Milan next week. No, I know. It's just that. Sometimes you look into things a little bit too much. But, you know, 75 mil to 90 mil, you know, he didn't want to be here. It was a stepping stone. It's unfortunate. I think it hurts us as a club and as supporters to think that our club would be treated like that. But, you know, we did that a little bit to West Brom, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, we are, we've done it before. Not to, maybe not to West Brom because he came from Chelsea, but we kind of but bullied them out of the way I, a little bit. You know this, what I mean? This we'll get onto potentially people who are coming in a minute, but this is really annoying me at the minute. I'm sick to death of people saying Swansea are cheeky because they're holding out for as much money as they can get for Sigerson. We've done it for years. We can't criticise that. We have an done excessive it. amount, though. Yeah, but. So was the fee we charged for Lescott. So was the fee we charged for John Stones. Yeah. We do, you know, we have been the masters at it now. People are doing it to us because we've got money with the big side. You've got to expect that. Yeah. So, on the same note, you know, you you you've got to. I suppose. Like, so the the other players out. Uh, I suppose the the high profile one. I reckon. <laughs> out of the others, uh, Jerry. Back to Barcelona for for, for ten and a half million. Obviously, he, he did all right at AC Milan, which is probably why Barca sort of opt, opted to take him back so they can sell him on at a profit. Well, it looks as if the amusing side of this was Barca bought him back because they thought Milan were going to spend sort of sixteen, eighteen million. In the meantime, Milan went out and bought about five players and don't particularly seem interested in them now. So. The yo-yo that is Jerry's career between Barcelona and Everton looks like he's back in Barcelona's bench. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, he, and he's, it, if he gets it, on can, the bench, we can wave bye bye to him because he, it's not going to happen with us. Kuman obviously didn't fancy him at all, did he? No. So, uh, and rightly so. I well, no, I I, I always thought he, he could have offered us something, but I mean, that's it. I think before it went sour, he left. So. Good luck, good luck to the lads. Sonny in Barcelona can roll both sides of his shorts up, can't he? Yeah. So the other one, uh, the other two, two uh, first teamers who kind of left cleverly went out on loan early on last last season. He's he's left uh, full time now. And Kone. Yeah, uh, cleverly. You know what? Great word to say about the club when he left. Fair play to him. Did the transfer the way transfers should be done. Uh, and he's clearly gone. He, you know, he's looked at Everton this season as he thought, no chance of my getting a game there. 
uh, and he's gone to a club where he'll probably play week in week out and I've got you know undisclosed yeah I think it was in the region of somewhere to 6 to 8 million I think wasn't which it? is good because we got him for now exactly uh, Kone see ya yeah ta-da <laughs> thanks uh, thanks for yeah not a lot thanks um, for your time He's got probably he's going to have a place in history as uh, one of the worst number nines in our in the history. One of the worst, one of them, yeah. Who's? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just saying. I don't. I can't even think of another one who would be as bad. Yeah, I think he's probably up there for the worst. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of the others, uh, McGeezy. Why well, thought you know it, it's got that he went on a free. Now he well. The official fee is two hundred and fifty thousand, but there's add-ons. Add-ons, right? Apparently, okay. it can it can rise up to somewhere in the region of three and a half million. Right. Okay. Well, that'll and be, I think there's a sell-on fee as well. That'd be a so welcome. So he, he's away. joined uh, Everton Old Boys, hasn't he? Off at Sunderland. Yeah. So Galloway gone to them on loan as well. Galloway, Browning, yeah. both on loan. Um, I'm just Galloway. I think this could have been a season he could have got a few more games, especially with Baines knocking on a little bit. I think the hope was last season when he went out on loan to West Brom, he, he you know, he, he proved what he could do and he he get game time and and he'd come back a better player. It didn't work out, um, so you know I think this is um, make it or break it season mark two for him. Really. Yeah, another. But uh, you know, a championship level, I think Sunderland have got two. You know, great defenders there, Galloway and Brown. And I if think they can both toughen up, I think they're like. And not that Browning wasn't tough because I mean, he looked like a solid lad. And Galloway, if he fills out just a little bit more, no, a little bit more solid. But for that level, I think they've, they've got great deals there. They're two, two versatile players there who could come back next year, stronger players. Yeah, really. I'm playing with the likes of Rodwell and Achibi, James Vaughan, San James Vaughan. You might as well just you know change the kit colour as well. I know. Um, Two other, two other notable ones. Uh, sorry, three other notable ones. Youngsters who went out who were potential. I've uh, been knocking on the door for a little while and haven't quite quite made it. So McElhaney, Hunt, and Russell Griffiths. So it's a shame. I mean, it's a shame because I mean Russell Griffiths was when we won the the youngsters Premier League. You know, a couple of seasons ago, he was player of the season and and the captain as well, and looked like he was going to be the next superstar yeah. goalie. And it's just. But then, on the other hand, you look at how good the under-23s did last season and you look at the age of a lot of them players, they're younger than, you know, yeah. I think McElhaney now must be about 24, 25 even. Jeez. I think McElhaney's older than Lukaku. That's mad, isn't it? So, you know, I mean, you've he, got he, to get to the point, haven't you, where you mate, you're not good enough for this level. It's mad though, because he used to come on and little cameos in games and look quite impressive, but he's obviously not doing enough. Well, he just hasn't, I just don't, I don't even think of that, I just think he generally just... He's reached his peak at whatever age, twenty one, twenty two, and then he hasn't he hasn't yeah. pushed on. So I mean, he's not even gone to he's gone to Fleetwood. Yeah, that's that, and he fits know. Fleetwood, man. Oh shit! How long did you work on that for? Just then, I should have just left it. <laughs> so um, has he gone there? Or is it just rumours? I think he's gone there. Ah. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Um, so a couple of the other youngsters, uh, Bainbridge, Brewster, the, Duff, uh, the Duffers fellas both went. Uh, Yarny, Yates, Pierce, yeah. So I mean those well, Duffers a little bit. I thought they would be sniffing around the first team a little bit longer, but just they'll probably play for Sunderland. Probably yeah. 
Okay, so exciting. Uh, potential ins and outs. This old chestnut. So business isn't done. No, definitely, definitely not. Do you think we'll still be finding a bit of hope on transfer deadline day, or do you think we will have business done by then? I think there will be one or two on transfer deadline. I think that I am going to. Here's my prediction. The biggest story of transfer deadline day this year, the biggest story will be Ross Barkley moving. I don't think he'll go anywhere till transfer deadline day. Okay. Let's talk about our ins first, though. Okay. So, the, the the one that hasn't stopped for a long time, not even just this summer, it's just been on and off for, you know, rumours for maybe, you know, a season or two. Uh, Gilfie? Yeah, and you'll know yourself. I'm, how long have I been saying? I think a couple of times last season you said to me, you know, who would you sign next year? And well, my, before him, it was Clint Dempsey. And then from your potential Pedersic, favourite... Pedersic oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, look, look what that lad's doing. Look what he's doing now, I'm pulling yeah. up trees. Uh, Clint Dempsey, forgot about that. I think he sullied his opinion by... You could still get him. He's still playing in the MLS, I think. But he said that he potentially wanted to sign for the shite, didn't he? So he, he, yeah, he went did, down yeah. in our estimation a little bit. But yeah. I've, I've been saying now for a, a while, that's the boy we've got to get. Sigurdsson isn't, isn't is he randomly boy. a blue? I don't know. I'm sure his dad... Is, is, there's stories out there that his dad's a blue, so he grew up as a blue. Some isn't that Alana? No, him as well, yeah. What are you thinking is Icelandic heritage is probably Iceland on County Road or something? <laughs> yeah, possibly. Iceland in the stand. No, I don't know. I mean, I might, I might be making this up. I, I don't know where I've heard this, but I, but we, we have been constant link with them for a long time. I don't. I think you might have made that up, but I'll bow well, down I'll put, to put your, it down there. Put, put it out there. Yeah, yeah. Let's just make rumours up. Um, but I am now going to do a complete U-turn because. If we'd have gone out at the start of the summer and bought Sigurdsson first, I'd have been like, I, I am made up. I'm but where does he now fit in? Is he not the same player as Klassen in, in many ways? I do don't we know. need Do we need another... It's all getting very football manager at the moment. We're just constantly buying attacking midfielders right, left, centre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That aren't really... You know, out and out wingers or wide players, they can just sort of drift around the midfield a little bit. Um, he hasn't got pace, particularly Sigurdsson, but obviously we all know what he can do. Don't get me wrong, if we sign him, it's not my money. I don't care. I'll be, I'll be made up. But is he now, currently the way the squad has filled out, is he now the priority? I think he might be. I think I think the, from the way it sounded, you know, Cumin was generally asked outright about him, and he said he's interested. You don't hear that that often, do you? You normally hear manage being quite coy about things like that. So I think he's identified him. The club have identified him as uh, the target. Um, I, I'm sure there's a, a, a few uh, dealings go going on behind the scenes, but I think he's the main man. Do you want outside of those top seven clubs? And potentially, even if you'd include us in this, he was the best player in the league last season for me by by a mile. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, that, in my opinion, so of course we're interested. But you see, the way just the way the squad lies at the minute. If you said to me, should we spend fifty million on Sigurdsson or should we spend fifty million on a centre forward? I'd say, well, we need the centre forward. I'd like to have Sigurdsson. But I don't know if we need them as it 
as the way it is. Can we afford to do both? Can we go and spend forty three million, which is probably is probably gonna end up being something like that? Forty three million on him and then go and spend forty million on another forward on a forward. Can we do that? I don't know. But because Cuban's saying that with this still he's indicated there's three players to come in. What have we spent? If you look at it. I think it's probably about 30 million at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so if you look at Mashiri's millions, we've only spent 30 million out of that. You know, But then you want to spend 40, so that takes it up to 70. And then you could potentially say, well, what are we going to get for Barkley? But as we're going to talk about in a, in a minute, you know, I don't think that's going to be anywhere near sort of But if you've got a net, so. a net in out of 120 million. But have we? We don't know, do we? Without that, that's purely speculation. Yeah, well, I mean, that, but that's that's what that's what we're doing. That's all we can do at the moment. But I, I think if he comes in, um, I think he will. Well, I think, I think he will. Done this week, forty-three mil. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's, they, they it's getting up. it's very it's getting slowly edging closer. We, I'm isn't sure it? we bid something like twenty-nine, thirty million, and then they've asked for like fifty. So then we we said thirty-five, and then Leicester come in with a bid of forty. So then we've said forty or whatever, and then yeah. and now. They're not saying he's not for sale. They're saying this is what we want. But he's but he he's holding out for a move now, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's doing he's... it. I don't think he's doing it in a nasty kind of way. I think he's, he's one of those kind of. But I mean, I don't think he's that. He's not that player who's going to say I'm going on strike. I don't think. Um, no. And to me, I, I like that because you know you wouldn't want it to happen to us, would you? Nah. If, if any player to me who says no, I'm going on strike. I'm not willing to travel with the team, or I'm not going to train with you. I don't want that type of player. You're probably going to ask me about Virgil van Dijk in a minute and the way he's acted um, to try and engineer his move across the park. They can have him. Good. He sounds like he'd be a right disruptive influence. I think he'd do well at us, though. He's a good player, but sometimes that, that isn't the be-all and end-all, is it? Uh, no. Luis Suarez is a good player. Would you want him? I wouldn't. No comment. <laughs> Um, so Van Dijk you know potentially another 40 50 million pound player he's not I don't think he's coming to Everton he's made it abundantly clear who he wants to play for only for the fact that Southampton reported them for tapping up is the only reason that that isn't already happened they're on dodgy ground now because they've already had a warning and potentially they could face a transfer ban if they go through with the deal which is through a spanner in the works but do, do, does that put a span on the works, you know, for good, or does that does no. that have to ease off and then? No, it, well, Southampton can can invite Liverpool now to make a bid, and 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 it's fair play, and that's what Van Dijk's trying to engineer. Right. Okay. I'd I'd like to. I I think what you said before about Williams. Uh, I think Jags would be a better option alongside Keane, but obviously Jags is knocking on a little bit, and I think we've got to be looking at. Getting two centre backs to to form a good, you know, solid foundation. Young goalie behind them, and I think he could come in. And he, he's a he's a rock, isn't he? He's an absolute beast. Yeah. Um, and I think those two, I Van Dijk and Keeney. Yeah. About. I think you you're not going to get a, a more solid foundation it's, than them two. I, I'm not. You know, he's clearly a good player. Um, and if you dashed through that season with I took him again, one hundred percent, I would have took him. But it it's just rubbing me up the wrong way the way he's acting now, and you know, you think about the times when Everton have had a bit of success in the last, you know, in recent history. 
unprofessional phone going off in the middle of the podcast. Uh, we didn't have the best side, but we had a great cohesive team spirit. You know, when Arteta and Kale and, and everybody was there. Yeah. Um, and I think that does give you an edge. I think Spurs, in a way, have got that. You know, I think they've got like quite a tight knit sort of unit, and they all sort of get on and everything. And that's what's boosted them up a little bit in the league. You know, no, I don't. I'm not interested in Van Dijk. I'm really not. I think I don't know whether he's trying to engineer a move to them or just yeah, I think trying is. to engineer a move. No, I, I would now put, now that interest is there. I would put my mortgage on the fact that he will play. He's for got them. Southampton, you know, all stars across the park on the blower to him, saying, "I'll oh, come join us. It's boss up here." But then we've got Cooman there as a, as a contact to just be like, Do "You know what? I can I can push your career forward even more." No, I, I, I will put money on it that he will play for them by transfer deadline day. Right, okay. Um, so, the other one that we've been heavily linked with, uh, Giroud. Yeah, I think this is very likely as well. Probably as likely as Sigurdsson. I think if we get Sigurdsson, that is the centre forward we sign. Yeah, I I think he's he's a, he's a good option. He's he's a good quality player. You know, he's, he's got good, great goal scoring record in the top four for the last few seasons. He's got a few things he could add to his game, of course, but that's why he's not at you know Madrid or Barcelona, isn't it? That's why he's still at Arsenal, and you he, know he fits what Cumin looks for on a strike as well. We know Cumin likes a target man. Giroud is good in the end. And he's always he always does well against us. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, so it's stopping doing that, wouldn't it? And he's, he's not going to cost the he's not exactly. going to cost the world. He's not going to cost you know sixty seventy million. What do you think he would cost? 25 maybe reckon, yeah. yeah I think so Yeah, the, the, the problem is Arsenal have already replaced them they've signed Lacazette they, they've, that's going to be their centre forward um, so Giroud's a little bit out in the cold isn't he I suppose he's probably not very happy that you know he's been replaced in in that sense um, but it's probably dependent on what else happens at Arsenal I saw someone say, I mean, we talk, talk about our potential, uh, other potentials in a minute, but someone say, throw, it, throw in a cheeky bid for Welbeck. No, not for me. Too injury prone. Exactly, yeah. I mean, we need someone to add to the squad, not be sat on the sidelines. Too injury. And uh, the, the days of us having to take a risk on a player with a bad injury record because he's, he's got quality, but, you know, you can get him on a cheap because of his injury record, then days are gone for me. What about another one? Another fellow from Arsenal we're being linked with? Um, Walcott? Made a glass, too injury prone, and uh, again, I, he he doesn't fit the Kuma mould for a, for a forward. For us, do, does he fit that Everton mould of a wide player that we might need? Look, look at last night's performance. How, I would, with he's going to cost thirty million. I wouldn't go out and spend thirty million on him. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't. No, if, you know, if we if he said you can pick Walcott up for twelve million. Or something, and you know, he'll come into the squad, and he, you know, he can cover the left hand side, the right hand side. Then I say, yeah, you know, that's not a bad, a bad buy for twelve million, but not after talking thirty or million for him, I wouldn't waste the money. And finally, not as heavily linked, but still a few mentions: Oxley Chamberlain, also from Arsenal, also a similar kind of, similar kind of mould. He's not coming to us either. Liverpool, Chelsea, City, all in for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to Liverpool as well. Ugh, make you sick. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, another couple of players we've been linked with. I didn't hear about this one, but you mentioned this last night. Uh, Collins. It only came out yesterday. James Collins, yeah. Him of the, the baldy head and ginger beard. Um, but he's just one of those. Uh, sometimes you need that bit of grit, our experience, and 
it would have been quite amusing when Sean still sat next to me at the match because I always used to say he looked like James <laughs> Collins. But well, he has gone missing, hasn't he? So? He has gone missing, bizarrely, yeah, but he's not sitting there anymore, so I can't give him grief over that. But yeah, it's, it's a bit of a strange one for me. It, it To me, it's, it screams cover. And it also screams to me, if we were to bring Collins in, I think Jagielka might go. There's been rumours about Jagielka going back to Sheffield United now they've been promoted to the, the championship in a player-coachy type role. And I think that will probably suit Jags. Um, I could only see Collins coming in if, if Jags went there. Really. I don't know. I think we, we need we need good, experience. We do, solid but we don't cover. need another pensioner centre-back, do we? Don't we, when we're going to these the middle of nowhere on Thursday nights well, in Europe? What's for? Isn't that Jags' role now? No, I think Jags is going to play a lot more. Steal you up when, you, when, you, when it's needed. I think he's going to play a lot more in the Prem. Jags, I think he's, he's going he's gonna... to... Because you've got Holgate there as well, who's... Who, 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 Let's face it, I think it is a centre-half. You know, as, as a bit of a younger option to play maybe in League Cup games or whatever. I suppose. I think you just need... I think you need a... He's been experimenting with Bessic, hasn't he? Centre-back. And he just keeps going walkabouts. Well, <laughs> when you talk about players who are made of glass, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. the poster boy for St. Helens glass. Yeah. So, another couple. Andre Gray. Don't know. Back uh, me, Yeah, you know, back potentially. But his name's knocked around loads of times. Andre Gray's been linked, but he, I don't think he's a cumin forward, really. Okay. Um, so, who would you who, who who would you like to potentially go out and get? Well, I, I think we will go out and get Giroud and Sigurdsson. Do you think that'll and be the end of aid, business? No, and a defender, but I don't know who. Okay. Um, we need to cover at left-back. A left, Ideally, a left-sided centre-back who can cover at left-back, just for... For squad depth, I'm talking about here. Yeah. I'm not saying you know a world who's going to come in. And... So we talk about players in ins and outs, and I put this. Uh, we're going to talk, talk about our potential outs at the moment. But just I put West Ham somewhere. I've, I've written West Ham. You randomly wrote West Ham. Yeah. yeah, just talking about other clubs who've done good early business in, in the window. Well, you said West Ham, and I said Man City. I, well, I think Man City. That goes without saying. They're going to have a, you know a few faces coming in, and they're going to be there or thereabouts anyway. West Ham. But what City have done is they've, they've bought what they needed. They've identified last season that their full-backs were a massive weakness. Yeah. So they've gone out and they've had to spend big, but you know the full-backs now are world class basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they bought a keeper which. Anybody who's ever watched a footy match could see they desperately needed last season, uh, and they did. People are sleeping on the on the, the transfer of uh, Bernardo early on in, the, in you know in the window. It was the first big buy really, um, and, and people are sleeping on that because he's a, he, you know we looked apart at Monaco last season. So, but you're talking about talking about like you know we've we've made signings from the top of the shop, right right throughout the squad, right down to the under twenty threes. West Ham looks like they've made four signings, but they all they're all quite key signings, and I'm wondering whether is that going to be enough to push them up a little bit? Well, they need to be pushed up quite a lot. I don't was talking to someone about this today, and and they were basically saying, yeah, but they're all past it. Zabaleta, past it. Heart, past his best. Um, they past it within a challenge Hena- for the league. Yeah, Hena- the- Hernandez, you know, past his best, um, and then Arnautovic. He's rotten bit, apple. Bit like Morales, I think he is. I don't know. I don't really agree with this. I think Sabal. The way I look at it is, all of them players are much better than what they had. Well, yeah, that's what I think. So it's improved them. Yeah. If you can get Arnautovic playing, you know, on his day, he's a really he is a really good player. Mm. 
Um, and I, I, I had a talking Andes. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, he was heavily linked again. I don't know whether it was link or more people just saying, "Why don't we get him? Yeah. Why don't we get him?" So I mean, yeah, I think they'll 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 be good signs for them, and I think West Ham will probably finish eighth, a good ten points behind the other seven. Okay, so potential outs for us, the big one, Ross Barkley. Russia. Say potential, potential out. You know, it came out There's in a press no conference. Potential about no it. press conference this week. You know, it's, it's been it's been uh, discussed all summer, and then uh, Kuman finally, uh, you know, released the information, and he was asked about Barkley. He said, you know, he's hundred percent will leave. He's asked. He said that he doesn't want to stay at the club. He wants a new challenge. That sounds like bullshit to me. I'm mean, not from Kuman. I think he. No, I think he probably has said that. And- I've seen me ask with the lad now. I really have because, you know, there's no way in a million years he is going to come up with saying that himself. I need a new challenge. He's just taken terrible advice as far as I'm concerned. But, but now he's, you know, he's got past that point of no return. There's people I mean, defending him. Though, tell me it? what challenge you have already accomplished. Okay, you broke into the Everton side. Have you proved yourself to be, you know... An international player? No, you haven't. Have you won anything with your club? No, you haven't. You know, have you really cemented yourself as the first name on the team sheet? No, you haven't. So, you know... He's got himself... What he has done, he's got himself a nice little highlight reel, though. Well, he has, yeah. But, so, but, you know... you know, when, so, did, so did Umani Ash before he signed I know, so, so did, so did, so did McGeady, and we're looking at that McGeady role and stuff like that, thinking, wow, we've got, we've got like a, you know, a proper skillful world here. And then he comes along and he's absolutely pants. So you think about, you know, but Barkley's, you know, show reel, so to speak, is going out to these clubs. You know, look what this fella can do. Yeah, but well, don't you think he? Premier League clubs aren't going aren't going to be convinced by you know seeing Ross Barkley not stick his arms up in the air and celebrate before he slots a goal as he goes around the goalkeeper. No, of course, they're going to know exactly what he's done and and what he does right and what he does wrong. And the basic fact to him is. Where's all these clubs who are in for you, mate? They're, they're not there, are they? They're not willing to pay anywhere near your price. Everton are willing to pay the price for Gilfie Sigurdsson or, you know, the trying to haggle over £5 million or so. Have you heard anyone even come in with £20 million for Ross Barkley? Has there been a You said he's bid? going to be the saga on the transfer deadline day. I ga- who to and what price for? I think teams are... think Again, I think they're thinking, you know... He's not worth thirty million, but if we can pick him up, uh, you know, ten to fifteen million, it's worth the gamble in case he does push on. So I, I think, think more, more like than thinking he's not worth fifty million. But if you get him for twenty or thirty, I think there's a couple of clubs on transfer deadline day, you know, who will come in, and I think there'll be, I think there'll be big clubs. I think there'll be Spurs. I think there'll be Arsenal. I think there'll be Man United. And I think they'll come in and on transfer deadline they'll start the bidding at about twelve to fifteen million, and he'll end up going eleven o'clock at night at, for about twenty-four million or something. The naughty rumor. You know what the naughty rumor is? What's of this? him going across the park? No, that won't happen. No chance. Do you think he's seen his ass? You said you've seen his ass with him a little bit. Do you think he's seen his ass with Evertonians because he got picked on? Or do you think, maybe not him, maybe his agents being there treating you like this, you need better than this? The type of player he is, where he's so frustrating because it's clear to see he's got quality, but he just 
doesn't use it properly. If he thinks he's going to go to any other club, particularly one of the big clubs, and not have the crowd on his back at times, he is living in dream world. Well, I think I think he possibly is being told that. Well, he, you won't get this elsewhere. It's because it's because you're one of them. Do you feel do you feel like you're letting them down or whatever? So he thinks he could sign for Man United, stink old Trafford out for with three months yeah. and not get get, 60, get a load of stick about get sixty-seven thousand people. Useless fat scouser or something gets shouted at him from the from the the stands. Yeah, no, I think. Um, I, do you know what? As dramatic as this sounds, I, I worry for the lad's career. Yeah, I honestly do. Well, I mean, it, 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 a I lot of people could said be a massively wasted talent, and he could end up, you know, it could, could be the only way is down. I, I, I said, you know, he could end up at someone like West Ham or Stoke or West Brom or Leicester or something. I Obviously, don't think like, he'll go there now. I, I think he will. I think he is gonna. He will go to potential. Well, I wouldn't say this, but from the the eyes of the general public, a club bigger than Everton. So who, who who's likely though? Because Chelsea aren't going to have him. Man I've got you. a sneaking suspicion that he will play for United. I think I think Jose will have a gamble on and pick him up. Uh, he wants players. Uh, Do you think he'll be able to man manage him better than anyone else has? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. But there's a lot of competition there. Okay, so he's playing. He's he's got competition there from like Mata, Mkhitaryan. You know, not so much Pogba because slightly different role, but. You could say Pogba, you know, just is a lot. Well, of he could just he could join the, um, the the handshake club with Lukaku and Pogba, couldn't he? How, he? Do you do you think Lukaku liked them? Do you think know. Lukaku will be will be in Jose Mourinho is here now saying he should bring Ross on board? I always I always got the impression that Lukaku got very frustrated with him. Well, I think he well he probably saw what we saw. He, you know, there's a lad who's got this ability and this talent. Why isn't he putting the putting it on the plate for me? Why is he, you know, running into a corner doing little pirouettes and stuff rather than just laying me in? Yeah, sad, sad. Yeah. So uh, another potential youngster who's been linked with a move to a big club, which I can see uh, as a complete non-starter, Davies to Chelsea. Uh, never no, happened. Not happened. Never happened. Why? Why would he go to? You go to Chelsea, he'd probably find himself loaned out to Vitesse Arnhem after, like, you know, in January. Um, how many players have they got in the books now? Something like seventy or something professionals, yeah. and they're all out on loan. No, um, that would amaze me. But apparently, they are trying to get their English quota up, aren't they? So yeah, okay. that's why they're after they're interested in uh, the Ox and, and even Barkley to a certain extent. What about uh, more likely to be on his way out, Joel? Yeah, I think so. He's, he's going to be playing for the top six Spanish side, maybe. Somewhere in Spain. I mean, he was linked with Middlesbrough last week until they bought Randolph from West West Ham. So, uh, yeah, I think Joel will go back to Spain. Uh, I think McCarthy will probably go before the end of the window. Why do you think that? Because he's got a value, hmm. and there's too many central midfielders at the club. Don't you Far think? Too many. Don't you think he offers something different to? Garner and Snyder. We were talking about this a little bit on on the way home last night. When both of them have got like a, you know a, a different way about them, but McCarthy's got that bite. He might offer a different way, but I don't think it's a different way that's going to play before either of them at any point, unless they're injured. And really, there's too many midfielders there. There's too many like you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna move Barry on because obviously he's got you know 
a bit of influence there, his experience, and he's clearly not going to get a fee. I think the only two you'd, you'd move on would be McCarthy or Besic. And again, I don't think there's going to be many interested parties in Besic uh, currently. So to me, McCarthy, you're probably looking at one of the promoted sides coming up, maybe 15 million, 20 million perhaps. 20 million a push. If you get 20 million, I'd, I'd piggyback on Dan here myself. I like him. I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not criticizing. I think he's a good player to have, and I think he's going to yeah, get some but game I just time think this year. Just too... Where? Well, he's he's a good Where's player. Where's Tom Davis getting he's, game? He's a good player I, I to want have to on see the bench. Tom Davis now player. Tom Davis has reached that point where I want to see Tom Davis play before James McCarthy. See, I don't think you can play Davis, Garner, and Snyderlin. I think the the occupy as a three. Yeah, I don't think you can play the three. I think you can. I think they occupy too much. I think even Snyderlin and Gay. Although Gay a lot more mobile, they occupy occupy too much of the, sp- the same space, and that's like having a player down. Yeah, but you can you can tweak it that way. You can drop Gay in behind at, at midfield what? too with Davis and Snyder and have Gay but sweeping up on a on a piece of paper. Yeah, where you put your little dots in that. Yeah, but but when that ball is around there, the three of them are attracted to it, and they're always within like twenty feet of the ball. Right. For me, you know, you've got Snyder and you've got Gay there. As I said earlier, you're going to see perhaps Klassen float back into them positions and be able to play centre midfield. You'll see Rooney drop down loads, but I'm, from, no, but from I mean, up top, I'm, I mean... I'm talking about starting games in centre midfield. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you'll Klassen there, Tom Davis there. So there's, there's, I, to me, there's four or five players ahead of James McCarthy. And while you can get a good fee for him, get it. Because if that means we can then go out and buy Giroud or we can go out and buy a centre back... I think we'll do that anyway. Well, yeah, but we can't, you know, it's unsustainable just to throw money everywhere. We've got a ground to build as well. We're going to have to balance the books in some way. And to me, James McCarthy's a very saleable asset at a decent price who we probably wouldn't miss. Because let's face it, how often did he play last season? He didn't, did he? So it's not like we're losing someone who played 40 games for us last season. He's a good, versatile player, though, isn't he? He can is. drop back at right back, you know, if, if need be. He can, you know, play... You know, central or defensive yeah. central. He's a good player, and that's yeah. why he's got a value. But I just think we've moved on a little bit from. Okay. Um, so, can you see anyone else going out? Uh, I think Morales would have been a talk if he hadn't signed a new contract. I think if he was fit, Mori. I think Mori uh, potentially. I don't think I've got a feeling Coombe doesn't like him. I see. I'd rather have him as um, him and Keane together. I think. All right, he's reckless. But I love him. I think he's. I think he's just a boss left side of centre, and he and and you you might get a few mistakes from him. But how many more are you going to get yeah. from Williams? I've just got a feeling that Cumin isn't a big fan. I think if he was if he was fit, and he, he, I think he he possibly may have faced getting sold because again you get a good you know I think Spanish side to take him. I think you get a good fee for him. Yeah. Okay. Anyone else? Uh, not off the top of my head. Do you think uh, Stackers is securing? Yes. He's got a squad number now, hasn't he? Yeah, I think he'll. I think he'll end up in you know Turkey or somewhere, or maybe another little loan out to a one of the Championship club or the Premier League club or somewhere. I can't. I don't think he'll still be here after deadline day. Okay, so that looks like the potential business that is going to be done. Yeah. So we're gonna have a little break now, and then we'll have a little bit of a talk uh, about last night's game and a little bit of touch on the friendlies so far. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. 
If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, not bitter, just better. Or you can find us on Twitter at Just Better EFC. So we're recording this on a Friday after last night's uh, Europa game. Our triumphant return to Goodison. Battered them, didn't we? Bat- <laughs> Murdered them. Murdered. Job done. <laughs> if only. Uh, so the visitors were Rosenberach. Rosenberach, isn't it? Rosenberach, well, you know, you say potato. I, I honestly, and I was doing this last night in the match, but I can't say it without thinking of Wimberway. Rosenberach. People haven't half missed this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. It doesn't even sound like a Wimberway, well, but I think it's just the syllable way. It fits in with that. So we got the uh, we got the, the team sheet in anyway, and uh, the starters. So Sandro and Pickford were the not- notable absentees, obviously because they uh, joined the squad late in the summer. Yeah, uh, longer seasons. Also, Dowell and Connolly, who dropped back down to the under twenty threes, as you said before. So Stecklenberg in goal. I suppose it was a slight surprise, maybe, if you spend thirty million on a goalie. I think most people were expecting Pickford to, to yeah. start. Maybe not Sandro, because you know he joined us even later, didn't he? Yeah. So, uh, but everyone's expecting Pickford to be our number one for the season, aren't they? Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're obviously always going to have that little interchange of the outfield players. Any others? Any surprises there for you? In the team itself, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people were surprised that Martinez started at right back, but without trying to say, you know, I'm some sort of oracle. I expect I, I that if you'd have asked me who was playing right back, I'd have said Martina. I think that's strange though, because he's only just joined us late. Yeah, but he's he's more experienced. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that, is that and you don't s- expect the experienced players to sort of switch off and take these games lightly. However, they all did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Keane comes into the heart of defence, just plays there like he has forever. Yeah. Um, Classen comes in, does. Pretty well, Rooney. Meh, some nice little touches here and yeah, there. Very underwhelming he was last night, man. Rooney. Yeah, I he was yeah. But I suppose we were overall, though, weren't we? Oh yeah, the team, the team were underwhelming completely. If if you you'd ask me now to say who had a good performance last night, I'd say Classen, and I was impressed with the 10 minutes I got to see of, of Ramirez or 15 minutes whatever it was so I think but only because he looked like a mentalist yeah one of the other surprises was uh, Calvert-Lewin on the right yeah Um. Mm, I just I don't get it Koeman clearly sees something in him and you know he is clearly a good young player but I don't yeah I, I don't get He's played on the left a few times for us, hasn't he? I, I, I think, you know, he's good, dynamic, direct player. I'm not sure out on the wing with no support. Looking into your crystal ball now, in five years' time, what do you see? Where do you see Carver-Lewin and what is he? I think if he'd have... I think he'd be another one who's drifted down the leagues, if I'm honest. He might be, really? He might be down, you know, somewhere in, somewhere in the championship, unfortunately. No, I, I think I see. I've got bigger hopes than that. Hopes, for him. yeah. Um, I think he'll be. A, I think he'll play down the middle. That's where I think he'll well, end up playing. Hopefully, I yeah. think he'll beef up a little bit. I think he'll get some. I, I half expected him last night to turn up 
and to have spent you know the way sometimes young players spend the summer in the gym yeah, and then they come back and you're like yeah, he's put the beef on a bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. I expected that a little bit with him last night I thought he played down the middle last night but um, now he still looked a bit of a you know like he'd blow over in the wind and he a little bit um, but I think that eventually he'll end up as a, a decent player down the middle hopefully out on the wing now let's face it he's out on the wing because he's got a little bit of pace and he's got a little bit of height as an outlet yeah that's it because he, he didn't really offer that much else um, I thought he was I thought he was a little bit fortunate to get in ahead of Adam Ola Luckman who, but when he came on you know he, he looked a little bit more direct a little bit more like he wanted to get on the ball and take players on but didn't really do that much either yeah but again you think well maybe Luckman was rested due to the fact that he had the extended summer but so did DCL yeah 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 so um, I just think it was just a case of we haven't got a centre whatever for whatever reason at this point in pre-season uh, which this technically would have been had we not had this qualifier um, we haven't got the centre forward to sum up the game the though the needs for his, his, his partner play to sum up the game if you, if, if you you know we won by a, a deflected long range shot double from, deflected yeah from Bainsey um, 1-0 taking a tight lead over there but plus side no away goals we can go over there if we can get an early goal or if we can shut up shop which you don't really be, want to be doing against teams which people cons- many consider like a pub, pub side but this is what you're going to get in Europe isn't it it was a strange game though wasn't it it was just I, do you know what though that, sorry just to go back to what you just said there people regarding these as a pub side I hate that attitude it does my head in they're a professional football side in a professional league in Europe Alright, it's the Slovakian league and they're in, the, they're in the Europa so they didn't win it, they probably came second or third or, or whatever but if you look at international football now no one goes away and wins 10-0 12-0, all these sides come and they're professional, they're compact and they stop you from playing they're not going to come to you and try and beat you 4-3 at your own ground but they'll try and keep it as tight and try and give themselves a chance at home and that's what they did you know, for the first, you look at the first 35, 40, I think after about half an hour, they come into our half and I said, is that the first time yeah. they've been in our we half? 80%. They sat behind possession. the ball, they sort out the first half hour, the crowd were quiet, and at that point then, you know, they, they then got a little bit more expansive. And they had a couple of chances, didn't they? The, the I think half. a lot of the chances, well, I mean, they had three or four good chances. There's a couple of scary efforts, moments. Scary moments, but a lot, of, a lot of our own undoing. Yeah. yeah. The scariest moment, though, was when you said to me, He's had, Ebo- he's had Ebola and I thought you said that fell in the crowd that had Ebola and thought it was about to die but you said he is had Ebola anyway that's good <laughs> so but um, oh, there was an amazing save from Stecklenburg wasn't there which tipped onto the bar which yes. you know that was just probably the scariest moment of the game Um uh, there, there were a couple of chances where their fellas running through toward, uh, running through towards us on the Gladys you know not the best finishes but but we caused them problems in the first half the first half of the first half didn't we we had that the keeper the neo-nazi oh yeah uh, keeper had that uh, little fumble thing mad little where the defender sliced it yeah, over the head yeah yeah uh, and we threatened the goal but it, I think we need to, we need to be going there. And they, they obviously they've obviously got to come out a little bit more over there. 
we maybe their keeper he didn't look the best. Few no. long ranges. We, few crosses in. That first half, we were crying out for a centre forward. Yeah. Somebody to you know for the defence to focus on. Get winning balls, getting knockdowns, and allowing your really you easy classes to play off them. They were a big side. They were a big side. The, the centre half in particular was a right rock. Yeah. So, you know, we weren't going to dominate in the air. Um, so, I don't know, it's difficult. See, that that's where maybe, you know, we always criticise Roberto for not having a plan B. Maybe that's what Kuma needs to have, you know, uh, which, which is what Giroud might be. Well, he might end up being a plan A and then, you know, Ramirez yeah. being a plan B around him. But a different option, because sometimes when you're trying to be too cute and playing in behind or going side to side, side to side, side to side, which is what we've done for a long time, sometimes you need to just play it up top and let your target man win it and knock it down to someone running on. And we haven't done that for a little while. Agreed. And, and we, we, need to, we need to mix it up in that way yeah. every now and then. So against a side like that, Maybe that's what we just we just need, but we just need a professional performance now on Thursday, don't we? Just go away. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not concerned. I think we'll score out there, and I think it'll be put to bed then. But um, as you say, I think a lot of people expect that we're going to turn up, and you know, Sandra was going to get a couple, and Rooney was going to bag a hat trick on his, on his return to Goodison, and you know, Classen would score some classy goal, and yeah. we'd end up winning seven nil. But it just doesn't happen. Yeah, so the reality of it, I mean, the plus sides you can take from it, as you said, Sandro made a nice little cameo, he looked like he's got a bit about him, uh, nice touch, good movement. Crazy. Um, crazy, yeah. He looked desperate to score. He looked crazy. And um, Rooney, odd little touches, nice little interplay with Klassen a few times, um, obviously, maybe maybe a yard off, I don't know. Rooney's passing was off last night, I thought, uh, you know. A few times when he tried to spread the ball, that vision's there, though, isn't it? There was there was that little interplay with uh, Garner where he, he, he a six yard hospital ball. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, but some just... of them having that vision sometimes. Whenever we had a player who can open it up like that, yeah. I mean, listen, we all know what we're getting with Rudy now. We're not going to get a player who's going to burst through a defence and dribble around nine players, you know, with a electric pace. That isn't going to happen, but. What you, exactly what you say there you'd expect his vision you'd mm. expect his passing to be on point don't you and I just got thought it was a little bit off last night but again it's to be expected it's pre-season but so the positive Sandro I'll take Klassen as a positive as well I'd say Keane uh, Keane positive yeah, yeah. Um, I'd say what's his face Bainsey look fit yeah uh, yeah he looked good Bainsey uh, Stecklenberg in goal as a as a solid as a solid performance who could possibly put Pressure, and then you know he didn't just come in and be like, "Oh, I'm number number two goalie, uh, so I'm just going to go through the motions." He, you know, he was on, he was he was on his game. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, do, how do we go there on Thursday, though? What what do we? Well, probably on an aeroplane. Do you reckon? Do you not think they'll just be on the coach on the way now? No, nah, take too long that, and then the, the service stations. They'll be getting off the service stations and robbing donuts and teddies and yeah. yeah um, what you change? don't want Michael Keane getting locked up now, do you? For stealing no, a box no. of Krispy Kremes. Any changes? Uh, yeah, I think they probably will. I think you'll probably see. So I think a couple of the younger players might play. You know, I think maybe perhaps Luckman might get a start. Try and see if we can hit them with a bit of pace. Because you could probably get him behind Carney. Really. They will have to come out more if they want. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's for them. You know, is is going out 
They've got to have a go at home. They've got not. But even even them is is going out towards one nil on aggregate. Is that a model victory for them? Or did he think like that? But I think with it being one nil, then if I was in their shoes, I'd be thinking, well, let's have a go. We could we potentially we could get through here. Yeah. Um. So I think they will have to have a go at us, and I think if we can inject a little bit more pace, try and get in behind them, um, I think that might that be to our advantage. So potentially, I think I don't think there'll be re- reams of changes. I think Ramirez will start the game. Think so that means Rooney will probably be dropped back. Um, Morales, Morales yeah, huffed and puffed last night, didn't he? But I think Morales for, Lu- Morales for Luckman could be a and, and, and Calvert Lewin. Yeah, keep his place. Cal- no, Calvert Lewin for Sanjo. Someone said, it, I think there will be some rotation purely because of the stage of the season. It is. Uh, I think I think it was um, Blanche last night on the way home. Possibly said, and I, I said this a little bit before. Do you need Snidlin and Garner in in against sides? Do you need both of them against sides like that? No, it's no, like, and, that, and that's the type of game I think where Klassen could drop into the centre of the park. This is what we used to we used to have this when you used to play Barry and McCarthy, and then we go to lower like like lesser sides. Well, and do, do you, you need both of them? Can in you there? get away with Snidlin and Klassen, or would it have to be Klassen and Garner? I don't know it's a tricky one Garner's got to be he's still got to be possibly the first one on the sheet I think he's just last night he was just all over the place again in a good way just picking yeah. up loose balls passing looked better he looked a little bit more direct looking yeah. to get forward a little bit I think more. if you've got an attacking member of your two in the middle then it it has to be Garner really to, to, so I don't to think do Schneider's ever going to be box to box is he? he's up going to be that one who always sits deep and although he's you know always around the ball he's going to be the one who drops off and picks it up from a loose ball and lays it out again. Yeah, he's always going to be the one who's there available. Whereas uh, Gay's going to be the one harassing people and yeah. picking up loose balls for yeah. interceptions. But now, in answer to your question, I don't think they have to play week in week out. Okay. Um, so just going on, you know, one 0 going over there. Uh, no away goals to worry about. So if we go over there, if we get another one 0 you know, that's it. You know, yeah. we've got, got through it. So we don't have to don't have to worry about it really. Um, also got the Seville game coming up. Yeah, so that's on a six. So that's the final friendly. The other friendly we've had so two uh, one against Gore Mahia FC in Tanzania. Yeah, yeah. So two, so Rooney, Rooney didn't take him long, did it? No, Bach scored a goal. Uh, and Kieran Dowell with a, a, another one of his uh, Dowell specials. Yeah, tasty. Um, so FC Twente uh, last week. Uh, so it wasn't the best first half, but then Morales produces a bit of magic. Cuts in, just absolutely buries it top corner, um, and then Adam Lennon comes on, scores a little bit of a solo goal, which is good to see him back. Nice moment for yeah, him. Yeah, good to see him. But do you think he's going to feature much this year? No. I think he's going to end up playing for Birmingham this season. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think... Oh, we didn't talk about him on... on I think yeah. Harry Redknapp... Yeah, I forgot about Lennon actually, but I think Redknapp will probably come in from him. We'll let him go out and loan. What I will say, though, is it has to be the right move for him, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Because of what's gone on. Yeah. It's it's not a case of, let's just get, sh- get shut or ship him out anywhere. We need to be, you know, we need to think about this one. And I think, in all honesty, I think, you know... A manager like Harry Redknapp, who's a real put your arm around the player, yeah. has worked with him before. I think that would probably be a good move for him. Yeah, uh, and then Dal pops up with the third goal in that game as well. So three 0 against FC Twente, um, and then one all against Genk. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. had the lead and threw it away a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so but Ramirez comes on, uh, plays a really good through ball uh, to Rooney, the back post, who finishes. Really nice link up play. Um, but sides like them, they're good little tests because we are going to be playing sides like them in Europa. Uh, you know, yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're about the level. Yeah, 20 in Genka, early Europa, group stages, they're the type of sides you're going to get. So it is a good preparation, really. But, you know, it's undefeated. Yeah, um, pre-season, which hopefully we go on, carry on with that on Thursday, and then against Seville. There's and a couple then... of a lot of things going on in pre-season, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, like the the Bessage centre half sort of experiment, which probably cost us the goal against Genk. Really, he, he does. He does have a wonder, but he, he, does, he yeah. does seem to. Sometimes he's quite commanding there, though. Yeah, I was surprised that he, he never made the squad at all last night. Now whether he's picked up an injury or something, well, I wouldn't be like him, would it? Be a shame. Um, so, but we need we need to try these things now because you look at the start we've got. Yeah, we've got Stoke at home to start uh, two weeks tomorrow. Yeah, Is that right or two weeks Sunday. Yeah, and um, then and then it doesn't get any easier from there. So City and Chelsea away, then Spurs at home, then Man U away, and then I imagine there's going to be a smattering of uh, League Cup and Europa yeah. in there as well. We should probably look at that a little more more on the next podcast. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully, maybe try and do that Friday again next week after the uh, after the, the the return leg. Rosenberg, Rosenberg, Rosenberg. That's the way we should end. <laughs> Four hundred and fifty tickets for Blues to go over there. Apparently, rumour has it that you need to have every credit from last se- away credit from last season, and that six hundred Everton supporters will qualify for that. Right, and okay. I'm one of them. Yeah, are you one of them? By hook or by crook? Are you one of them? <laughs> yeah, by hook or so by crook. So me and you are two of the six hundred. <laughs> yeah, we ain't going though. No, I'm, I'm not going to Rizumbarach. Well, that's good news for anyone who wants a ticket. It's now you've now got it's four hundred fifty out of five hundred and ninety-eight eligible people. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right, so yeah, it's good to be back. And um, twenty seventeen, eighteen. You know, last season we didn't really reflect on it, or did we? So. But it, it was a good, good, solid, consolidating season. We, we got the optimism back after a, a, a few, you know, really dire seasons, like, you know, mentally. Where we, where our heads were at. I, I just kind of hated football for a while. The way, the, the way, the way it was going with Roberto. Yeah, it was grim. It was grim. But it was grim. you know, we seem, you know, the, the blues, the blues seem to be back as a, as a force. Um, hopefully this isn't a false dawn like the Roberto false dawn. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. But I think he's a lot more, uh, a lot more grounded, and we, we shall see. You know, got some good signings, and normally we do a prediction around this time. But maybe we should leave that after. See how we go. We need something week. to talk about next week. Yeah, and the week we'll after. So week. let's do that a little bit more before the season. Yeah. So first one in a while coming up to an hour and a half. Thanks for joining us again. Um, Spread the word again for us. Uh, we, we haven't put one out for a while, so uh, I don't know whether people unsubscribe or whether they're on uh, iTunes, but spread the word back out there for us. I think uh, iTunes have changed the way they do things now, so it's on the podcast store. So if you're listening on Podbean through one of our links, go and check us out on iTunes and subscribe. Um, we'll try and get the try and get it more regular, and then you'll get that in your little uh, podcast inbox, so to speak, whenever, whenever we do it. Correct. Anything else to add, Mark? No, nothing at all. Shall we... We could talk about Twin Peaks for 20 minutes. What do you think? 
Uh, oh, Jesus. I need more than 20 minutes to talk about that. <laughs> talk about John Jones and Daniel Cormier tomorrow. We could do, but that's probably a different podcast again. <laughs> yeah, that is. Right, thanks for listening, Blues. We shall catch you all as soon as possible. Hello, hello, one, two, one, two. Ronaldo's on the telly.